Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hey, guys, gut check. If your six-pack abs are covered with flab, it's time to cut the fat. Lose weight the easy way with Nutrisystem for Men, now delivering hearty inspirations meals that fill you up without letting you down. We're talking bigger lunches and bigger dinners packed with protein to control hunger for up to five hours. From savory bourbon chicken to mouth-watering meatloaf, they're exactly what a man's body needs to power through the day. You get breakfasts, lunches, dinners, and snacks, all fully prepared, totally delicious, and delivered free to your door. No salads, no juices, just real food for serious appetites. Order today and get all new fuel shakes for men. They're made with the key ingredient Velocitol that doubles the power of protein to help you maintain muscle mass while losing weight and feeling satisfied. Don't wait any longer. Order now for a simple way to lose weight, build strength, boost energy, and burn fat. Go to Nutrisystem.com slash protein to lock in your special deal. Offer restrictions apply. See website for details. Baseball and whatever with your host Justin McAwee. Because I was on campus and I had to appear like I was one of the cool kids, I would put the Star Wars book inside one of my textbooks so it looked like I was just studying for class. <laughs> All right, look, there's only one return, okay? And it ain't of the King, it's of the Jedi. Vincent Francis Jenkins aboard. I'm a glorified fact checker. Last I checked, the most runs in a game wins. Actually, I am a fact checker. And Greg Probst! If you look at most Bond fans' movie rankings, they have Casino Royale and Majesties in their top two. For me, these actually rank in the bottom part of my list. I mean, I love them, but they don't compare to Diamond Club Forever. No, stop getting Bond wrong! Alrighty, everybody, we are back. It would help if I actually turn the video off here. This is what happens when there's only one person running the show instead of my two partners. All right, we are back. Uh, episode 71 of Baseball and Whatever. We are now live. Uh, I am here. Justin's here. Uh, Vinny is uh, working on quarterly end accountant stuff. I don't know what that means because I'm not an accountant, and uh, I'm not going to ask because I'm not a math teacher for a reason. And Greg is getting ready for the birth of his next child. They are T-minus, like, I think, three or four weeks away, so we'll see when he comes back but i've been lucky enough we have a co-host this week uh jordan uh i have been lucky enough to meet jordan jordan i guess in my freelance work i do on the side jordan's kind of like my my boss the person i report to i guess is that how you would describe it jordan uh i don't know if i do that we're, we're colleagues okay you, you, that you help me. me out a lot man all right so yeah so jordan uh works for an educational company and uh he has been gracious enough to let me uh, practice my podcasting editing skills, and I, uh, I um, edit a show for them called The Flywheel Effect. Highly recommend it if you are into education, educational technology, or just teachers in general and supporting us, uh, me being one myself, uh, highly recommend it. Check them out. They're available on all podca- podcast apps of choice uh, that you may want to check out, but I highly recommend them. 
We're doing things a little bit differently today. Later tonight, I'm going to discuss my thoughts on the Bears and Texans and what a joke of a game that was. And uh, I know Vinny wrote in, he has a bunch of sound bites I edited together for him that we're going to play later. And of course, we got to talk about the White Sox. Uh, Tony La Russa will not be back supposedly next season. Uh, he's going to bow out due to health concerns, which I know we have well documented. We're not fans of his, but obviously we don't want to wish ill on anybody. So hopefully he gets better. But uh, White Sox fans are probably happy about that. But we'll save that for later. So if you're waiting for the sports stuff, uh, normally tune into the end. I'll be doing that myself. But we are here for our whatever segments. We are going to rank our top five football helmets of all time. Um, could be NFL. Could be NCAA. Could be XFL. I don't know. I did not dive into the XFL category. I'm not going to lie. But uh yeah, I feel like I should have now. Nah, it's it, you're. I don't. You could even go like the first iteration of the XFL, the second iteration, and I think they're trying to come back for a third time. If I'm not mistaken, I I think after the second time, I'd probably throw in the towel. But uh, I don't know. I I am not. I am not in charge of the WWE. So does they got, not matter. They got really unlucky the second time. They, oh, I know. They Wait, had a little I, momentum, and then uh, some some things happened. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There's there's quite a bit that happened there. So. Uh, all right, we are going to jump in. Uh, I'm going to hit the music, and we're going to try not to loop it this time. And uh, after that, we will start off with our top five. So here we go. We have Whatever, starting right now. Now it's time for Whatever. 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 Whatever you want. Whatever I want. Whatever, dude. Irrelevant. Whatever, dude. All right, so uh, Jordan, you being the guest of honor, I'm going to let you take over. Uh, number five, best NFL, NCAA helmet of all time. Um, and I guess I should preface, no real stipulations. It's more of our favorites. So if someone wants to write in later and say that we are completely wrong, that would be fine. You know, it's I guess it's our own little personal biases on which teams we like and don't like. Um, so yeah, what is your number five best NFL helmet design logo of all time? So I actually did kind of give myself um, like some some rules, like a little bit okay. of structure. I'm not going to say I'm going to stay to them this whole time, but <laughs> I started there. Okay. Um, the 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 first rule was if if you're having the Super Bowl party, you're having folks over on Sunday. There's there's going to be like a dozen people there. If you mm-hmm. have a big party that don't really watch football, okay, they all need to recognize this helmet if it's on your shelf. Ooh, I like that. I really like that. Okay. Okay. So like. Cross out the Texans right there. They're, they're <laughs> um, the uh, the other rule I had was for for me, and this is this is probably not going to go well with your audience. Okay. If the if the helmet is a if it's a baseball logo on the helmet, like if it would also could also be a baseball logo, um, that's probably not mine either. Okay, that makes sense because I feel like if there's not as much work or not as much worker, the graphical fidelity like isn't is big of a deal because they just paste it on the, the logo and called it a day, you know? So I, I can, I can appreciate that too. So like any that's, um, so like Oklahoma, they're out. Yeah. Yeah. No, Nebraska's out. Oh, um, the, 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 the Cornhuskers, I still remember as a kid, this would have been mid nineties. Like I just remember them being such a powerhouse in the big 10. Like you, you could not defeat them. And now like they're, they're a joke of a, of a, a program almost, right? Like I, it's, he, it's I don't kind remember of a the last time they had a winning season. It's crazy. It's so. kind of a bummer. Um, I'm, I'm like, I, on my podcast, we talk about school culture and discipline and all that stuff. I was a football coach for a long time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Was was that much longer than I was ever a uh, school administrator? Okay. Um, and I've always said this about Nebraska. I don't understand why they are 
um, like a spread team in the middle of Nebraska. Like just get the best lineman in the country and be yeah. that. Be what yeah. you used to be. You know? It's it's. I know out here in Chicago, the the running joke right now is, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was Northwestern and Nebraska went over to Ireland. I think in the start of the season, Northwestern looks great. Nebraska lost in. The joke is that Northwestern's football skills stayed in Ireland because they've been awful ever since. Uh, in, in Nebraska's, I mean, I don't know if they brought them to Ireland with them, but uh, yeah, oh man, so I feel bad for the fan base. Northwestern just leaked uh, an awesome stadium design today. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw that. I did see that, yeah. Yeah, there's there's been a lot of people that have, that have been begging for like the Bears and the Wildcats to like do like a joint effort right on the lake or or do something in Evanston on the north side, but I don't see that happening. But um, yeah, so so oh, and I had a I had a third stipulation on my my own personal rankings. It okay. was if your helmet is um, like copycatted and like ripped off by like hundreds of thousands of high schools around the country. <laughs> okay, you you get bonus points for that. Oh, oh, okay. You went in a different direction there than I thought yeah. you were. Okay. All right. But I can get behind that. If, if it's something to aspire to, I think that that matters. So okay. um, on my number five, I will go college first, and okay. I'm going to go with the U. Ooh. One with Miami. Miami. That is one. I actually was thinking about that. I've always been a fan. The U logo itself is pretty cool, and I like the – I'm a sucker for, like, a white helmet with, like, the color or the striping or whatever. Uh, but I love, and, and I don't know the name of the, the mascot, but like, I love their logo of the, like the Pelican, like the angry Pelican. I would oh, love yeah. to see that on a helmet. I, I know that I don't think they've ever done that, but yeah, that, that is a really like iconic, like, I'm not even a hurricanes fan, but I see that. I know immediately who that is, you know? And yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm not a hurricanes fan either. The, um, the place I was coaching at, uh, shout out Douglas Broncos. They, um, that, Broncos, so like one of their logos, the horseshoe, okay. and their colors were Miami colors. So like our helmet for several years was basically the Miami logo, but it was like a, it was the Colts logo morphed into the Miami logo, if that makes sense. Okay, I got you. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of partial to that one, but and you got the you got the U, so you've got um, a lot of notoriety, and you get a lot of uh, nostalgia, and you got um, Highlights of Michael Irvin dance in the end zone, so couldn't go, couldn't go wrong with that one. <laughs> that um, the God, I want to say it was an ESPN thirty for thirty, probably like maybe five or six years ago, and it was all about the was it the eighty eight Catholics versus convicts game. That was really really interesting. Like, so I it, thought you were going to go with the U, but that that that's yeah. a good that's a good one too. Yeah, I, I'm a sucker for for any of those thirty for thirties, but yeah, that yeah, as somebody who I feel like I have like a love hate relationship with Notre Dame, like that's the I don't want to say it's like the trendy team to like in Chicago because they're like, you know, right, right down. What would that be? I, well, I should know this ninety ninety four, I believe. Um, but yeah, like I couldn't stand, uh, what's his name? He just went down to LSU. Brian, um, Brian Kelly, Brian. I could not stand Brian Kelly at, at all. So seeing him go was great. And then he did the whole fake Louisiana, you know, Cajun Bayou accent. And then now Notre Dame's kind of like up and down. They're all over the place. Yes, I agree. Like, I I love (laughs) ESPN game day. Like, I get more excited just to watch game day in the morning than probably watch any of the games. And then they bring out Lee Corso, and that's a whole other other topic. It's it's so sad to see him getting older and and stuff like that. But uh, that number five, that is a good helmet. That is a really good pick. I'm uh, I'm partial to to white helmets, like you said, with with the white with the stripe. Mm -hmm. But because you could always go um, white helmet – Color jersey, white pants, yep. or you could go stormtrooper, no matter what. Too. Yeah. 
So I, yeah. I'm always partial to white helmet. It's that's not my whole list. Is not white helmets, but there's a couple on there. <laughs> there's there's a couple good ones in there. I know I have a few uh, myself that I'm kind of going back and forth on. All right, my oh boy, I've got. I think I feel like I got a good mix of um, college and pro helmet designs in here. Uh, this oh man, see, I'm already I'm already second guessing my list. I'm looking at my Google Doc right now, and I'm like, oh, is that really where it belongs? Um, all right, I'm gonna go. Number five for me, and this is more of a uh, a tie into where I went to high school, and that is the Michigan State and uh, Michigan. I can't talk today. Michigan State Spartans logo of just the 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 classic Spartan silhouette on the side of the helmet, white. You know the. It's not. I don't know if it's. It's not even really Kelly green anymore. It's more of like a like an evergreen green. I don't know what color you'd call it. But the reason for that is uh, where I went to high school on the south side of Chicago. We were the the Oakland Community High School Spartans. Um, the legend goes our high school opened in 1952, 54. I don't know. And the the national championship that year was the Tennessee Volunteers and the Michigan State Spartans. And they named us the Spartans after that because Michigan State won. Otherwise, we would have been the Oakland Community Volunteers, which just doesn't have as nice, nice of a ring to it. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that is that is my one. I mean, again, I'm not even a not even a Sparty fan. Uh, I know Mel Tucker got a ton of money to go there, if I'm not mistaken, right? Like I, so much. I was shocked because I remember seeing him out in. He was at University of Colorado, right, or Colorado University. Coaching yeah. the Buffs. Yeah, go Buffaloes. Yeah, yeah. That campus. We got to check out that campus. We were out in. Um, out an underrated helmet. Yes, underrated that helmet. was one I almost added to my list. I'm not going to lie. Like the gold with the buffalo silhouette. But uh yeah, like I feel like he was okay in in Boulder and then like Michigan State just came in and threw all this money at him and I'm like, oh, "Okay." Like I obviously don't know enough about football, but damn. You know. It was it, it seemed like a little much. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, what else is there to say? He better start he better keep winning or start winning, much. I guess would be, you know. But uh, yeah, the the green. Uh, I know sometimes they go back and they just do like the green with the S for state. Not a fan of that at all. I find that so boring. That just bores the heck out of me. Uh, but yeah, a, that's it, a baseball hat. It, it, it is. It, that's that's all it is. Um, and and same thing. Like I I used to really like following Syracuse for a while. They did like the the blue S for Syracuse. I think now they just have an all orange helmet, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, yeah, number five is my Michigan State's party. Which. Uh, um... So they they're kind of like the Eagles, where they change their green. Which green do you prefer? <sighs> I'm a sucker for like the lighter Kelly green, um, but over years the the darker green that they've kind of gone with, probably in the, like the what the last decade, has kind of grown on me a little bit, just because it's it's all right. I can't complain though. I'll, but yeah, that's uh, that's my number five. Not bad. Like it. So I'm I'm on four, right? Yes, you're on four. All right, I'm gonna go. I, I'm I'm gonna kind of go back and forth between okay. college and NFL. This one um, is probably uh, a pretty popular pick, and it might be on your might be on your list too. I'm gonna go okay. the Chargers. Ooh, that is on my honorable mentions list. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. I'm gonna go Chargers. I love the bolt. I love the number. I love that it like weirdly works with both color jerseys. Mm-hmm. Um, it works. It works with the white. It works with the uh, <clears throat> the powder blues. And when they go with the uh, the nineties like yeah. darker blue, it still works. It's sweet. It's it's that's one I was looking at that the other day because uh, I was trying. You know, we, we we take our list very very serious here on the podcast. But uh, you know the the uh, the the fact, like you said, that it works with the I love their powder blue look. Uh, I, I loved their like the the darker navy blue or whatever you want to call that from the nineties, like you said, but. 
th- there's something about it, like that white helmet, and then the gold from the, the lightning bolt or the charger bolt, and then the 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 gold or yellowish um, face mask too. Like I feel like the colored face masks is something that kind of is very underrated too. Um, it reminds me of like the colored uh, face masks on like a goalie mask, like uh, in ice hockey when I used to play. But um, that's a really good one. I did not realize. I don't know if if you heard it. They were talking about it out here that they're having such a problem in LA right now getting people to go to Chargers games as Charger fans. I never even thought about that. Because apparently, like, the Rams winning the Super Bowl just pretty much took all the fan base from from the Chargers if they had one at that point. So Yeah, big big transplant city to begin with. Um, yeah. I, I, I almost called them the San Diego Chargers when I talked about the helmet. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, I, I supposedly they were talking about how people are, like, actively planning, you know, if they're doing vacations or trips to follow their team – they find out when they're playing the Chargers, they fly in, and the, the 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 seating is so available. Like supposedly, they said that the the team itself, and I've never played football, just I've watched it and played a ton of Madden. But like they have to go to like a hard count on offense because they can't hear because the other the other the opposing team's fans are so loud. Like I can't even imagine not having a home game. You have sixteen road games in your own stadium. Like that's yeah. insane to me. I can I. I expected that to happen with the Raiders too. Mm-hmm. I haven't really heard it as much though. Cause like, no. that, that just sounds like a great weekend. Let's, let's go watch the Bengals yeah. play in Las Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I, it'd be perfect. So I know there's still a lot of like resentment from San Diego. And I think is it the Spano family that owns the chargers? Like they just kind of uprooted them. I, I don't get it. I, I didn't know. I mean, I feel like San Diego had a decent fan base before they moved. And now I, I just, man, that's tough. I don't know how you alienate your whole fan base and just leave like that. Unless the money is just that bad. I don't, I don't know how that works, but I mean, everything I know about San Diego is a pretty nice place. Yeah. Um, 80 degree sunny weather was, all, all the season. The stadium was is it Qualcomm. Qualcomm. Yeah. Didn't they have like a couple Super Bowls there? Like I feel like they did. Like in the relative near recent future or recent past. Yeah, or... yeah. I don't know, but at least you know they they got a good uniform and a good helmet out of it. I they guess do. so. They do. All right. All right. My number four. I'm gonna go. Let me look at my list here. All right. I'm gonna go. Um. Oh man, where am I gonna put this one? All right. I'm gonna go off the board a little bit. This is kind of like a special, unique helmet. It's not one they wear very often. Uh, and I need to preface this by saying I hate the fact that they f- it feels like they have a new uniform and a new helmet every damn week. Uh, and I'm going to go with the Oregon Ducks. But I am going with – hold on. I actually had to find – they wore these in 2016. It is the Combat Duck logo. And I, apparently their their duck mascot is named Puddles, Puddles the Duck, which unbeknownst to me. But it's the it's the side – of like the duck with like the sailor hat kind of looks like uh Donald Duck and it's that it's like on a on like a uh, a green and then he's got him he's got like the yellow thing love that logo i wish they would use that Those the are whole great. time absolutely love it like i almost bought uh similar to what we were talking about earlier like i almost bought like a baseball hat with that logo on it i have no affinity for Oregon i've never been to Oregon never seen it um but that that logo is so great and for me like i find the o on the side is just so boring maybe if i was an alumni i'd be in love with it but that and like when they do the wings but every single week like they have chrome wings and then they have silver wings and then they have gold and yellow and green and it's just too much like you have really iconic colors and green and yellow and you have a really cool 
unique logo because supposedly I want to say it was Walt Disney was an, like an alumni there. And he kind of made a deal with the president of Oregon's university at the time that said they could use Donald Duck's likeness. And that's where this puddles the duck came from. But I did not know that. No, awesome. I, I did. I did some deep dive for this one. But um, yeah, like I, it's just so cool. I don't I don't know why they don't just roll with that all the time, but they don't. And, and I don't know. Is it Nike that has their campus near there as well? And that's that's why they have all the crazy uniforms and stuff. Yeah, we um, well, I've, I've had a few players go out there on like recruiting visits, and they, mm. they said it was nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, they ended up not going there because Kentucky's really far away from there. But, yeah, that's a long, it's a long flight and but, drive. Yeah, but they went, and, went and checked it out. It was awesome. So. Wow. Yeah, I that that one. Um, yeah, I, I love. I, God, I still remember this is going back. I remember in high school, I got really into like NCAA football for like PS two. And the one I had had, I want to say coming it was, back. Wanted, yeah, I know. I, I am so excited for that. I want to say they had Joey Harrington on the cover, Detroit Lions quarterback that was kind of a bust. But um, yeah, and they had like the, the that's dark a throwback green. reference right there. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that thankfully our our clientele that listen are mid thirties and above, so I think we'll be okay. But uh, yeah, like oh, that. I'm, that in is, my, I'm in my wheelhouse. There, this you is good. see, this is perfect, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that's that's my number four. Uh, the Puddles the com- puddles the duck slash combat duck I guess is the other name they call it so there you go. All right, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna do one that's off my board. Okay. Uh, just because uh, you you gave me an idea who the audience is and and and, <laughs> and the fact that you mentioned the XFL I'm gonna go with any given Sunday's Miami Sharks helmet. Oh, the nice. black one with the white outline of yes. the, the shark. Those are those are awesome. That's God. I'll be honest. I didn't even think about football movies that. That's a good man. That's a good that any given Sunday. Great movie. That that's a, that Sharks logo is really cool. That's yeah, a it's, really good pick. It's great. I actually I really like. Um, there's a lot of movies from the '90s that are great football movies. Like um, the replacements is awesome. I don't like the helmets in that movie at all. No, no. But the replacements movie, like I'm a sucker for Keanu Reeves movies, and and I feel like that came out like around around the same time as Remember the Titans, which is also an awesome football movie. I know that's one like. Uh, when I was still teaching history, like I would sometimes when we would get to like our civil rights classes, we would kind of show that just to kind of portray what the the movement was like there. But uh, yeah, there's there's so many. Even for a while, I was even thinking about like Little Giants, which I know that was like when I was a kid, and you know I, I remember the, the, the those Giants helmets are really boring, just saying Giants across the top. But uh, you know, can't go wrong with the annexation of Puerto Rico and all that stuff. But uh, that's that's an excellent pick. Um, that's just a great movie in general, too. I mean, Robert is it Robert, Robert De Niro? Not Robert De Niro. I'm sorry, Robert. Uh, no, not Robert. Um, Pacino's Pac- a coach. Pacino. Al Pacino. That's who I'm thinking of. Yeah, he. I never really appreciated him as an actor until I got older, and then I I went back and started watching all his movies. He is so good at what he does. Like I feel like his characters are always kind of the same, but it's so good. Like even. Um, Remember a couple of years ago when The Irishman came out, like I hadn't seen him act in a while. And that movie, was, he was so good in that movie, even though he was, I mean, he's got to be pushing almost 80 at this point, right? So, so I actually didn't, I did not like The Irishman. Oh, really? I okay. Yeah. I wasn't feeling it. Mm-hmm. It was just, it was so long. It was, it was. It was, it, it was a commitment. <laughs> we, I remember we watched that. My parents were in town for Thanksgiving weekend and uh, we, it's probably like eight o'clock at night, and my dad's like, "Oh, let's let's put this on." I heard this was good, or it's on. I heard it's new on Netflix. I'm like, you know, it's like almost three and a half, four hours long. I'm like, you're never gonna make it through this. And I was shocked. The man who this guy falls asleep through everything, fought, watched the entire thing, and was you know he actually loved it. I was shocked. But 
the the one thing I didn't like about that movie, and I feel like we're, I'm going on a tangent here, but it was like the de aging thing. Something about the eyes totally looked off. I wasn't fan. No, no, it's I, a lot of that. I mean, like for, when the camera was far away, I'm like, okay, that's believable. Like, but when they would get like for these really close gripping scenes, and I'm like, oh no, you you don't you know something's wrong. There's like an uncanny valley here that we are crossing, and uh, yeah, I wasn't a fan of that. So. Ah, oh, but yeah, I I could I, I could talk days about uh, the replacements. I, I watched that movie so many times in high school. You guys, you guys should rank uh, three hour plus movies. Ooh, don't let being treated for pain be a pain. Come to Downtown's Healthcare, nine fifty Seventeenth Street in Denver. Find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery, without drugs. Call Downtown's Healthcare three zero three two nine two ninety nine ninety two now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. That's not a bad idea. You know, after after 70 episodes, we're really dragging on topics, so that might be one we do. Uh, we, we might have to pull that one out. We'll have to give you a shout-out if we do. Um, all right, my number – what are we on? I'm on three, I think, now. Yes. Um, all right, I was going back and forth on my number three between a college team and a pro team, uh, but I'm going to go pro team on this one um, because, in my mind, they have not had – the current one's okay, but they have not had a good logo and co- I'm sorry, not logo. But they haven't had a good uniform and a good color scheme since the 80s and 90s. And that is the original uh, Seattle Seahawks, the gray helmet with the blue and green Seahawk on the sides. Uh, I, as a kid, they were one of my favorite teams to follow um, just because even though I'm a Bears fan, but I'm not a Bears like. I almost enjoy when the Bears are bad because it's just so much more funnier on like Chicago sports radio and you know sports news out here because people probably get more content that way. People lose their mind, yeah, and we get more content for our show too. Um, but yeah, like I remember watching like Warren Moon as the quarterback in the mid mid to late nineties, and in that logo, like the the lighter blue, the green gray, like awesome color scheme. And I want to say, oh god, who was their other quarterback that the the Bears ended up getting him, and he was horrible. Um, I'll have to look it up. It was I want to say it was Rick something. I can't remember, but uh, Meyer? Rick Meyer. That was yeah. it. Yeah, Rick Meyer. I remember the Bear, we got the Bears. We the Bears got him, and I we were all, I was excited because I'm like, oh, this is a guy I know from Madden. Like we're good. Awful. Ab- quarter- Chicago's where quarterbacks go to die or never start their careers in some cases. Um, but yeah, like I, I love that uh, look. I hate it. I don't know about you, but when they went to the color scheme they had with like Sean Alexander and Matt Hasselbeck, uh, I could not stand it. And then for a while, okay. they did like that, um, like that really weird like lime volt green jerseys. Didn't matter. Like that, bl- I'm like, oh, these are these are ugly. These are hideous. So I will say this: <clears throat> the the newer ones. I was not a fan when they first came out, mm-hmm. but when when the Legion of Boom was winning a Super Bowl in them, all of a sudden, yeah, you you kind of look, look, look the other better. way, yeah, yeah. I, I agree that the current ones aren't bad. Like for me, they're still not like the classic ones, but I'll take the current ones over what they had in like the early two thousands. Those things were atrocious. Yeah. Those the Sean Alexander ones. Those are 
those are like very dated for a very yeah. specific time. Um, like the, uh, there's several teams that have not changed their uniform since that time. So like, like the Broncos are stuck in that era. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, he, that Sean Alexander is a guy, like, I feel like he was so good for like a short period of time. And then like, I feel like I haven't heard about him or heard from him since he retired, like just fell off the face of the earth. You know what I mean? It's, it's crazy. Do you, do you know where Sean Alexander's from? No, I do not. So he was, he was Alabama running back. Okay. He's from Kentucky. Is he really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, yeah. He he ran all over the state of Kentucky for a little while, then went to Alabama. Wow. I, I guess yeah, that Boone makes County. sense. Boone County High School. I guess that makes sense. Do now from like your time coaching and stuff, like is Alabama since? I mean, it's not too far away from the southeast. You know, Kentucky being in, near the southeast, I guess. But like, is that like a destination that like you had a lot of players like wanted to go to check out, or not so much just because they're oh, such yeah. a powerhouse? Or oh yeah, there's uh, they've actually got a couple like NFL players from Kentucky. Really, um, Damian Harris is a Kentucky oh, yeah. kid, and um, Jedrick Wills is a Kentucky kid. Mm-hmm. The uh, tackle for the Browns. Yeah. Wow. Okay, that that's pretty cool because I feel like out here. I I mean, like, out here is strictly, like, Big Ten country for the most part. Like, so I feel like the closest school most people follow is Wisconsin. Some people follow Northwestern, but they're kind of like an afterthought. Iowa, to a certain extent, I remember when we would go visit, you know, downtown Chicago on, like, Saturdays. Like, you would see, like, Hawkeye bars, like, advertising to come check out games. But like I would like thought... to go to a game at both those places. Oh, yeah. Iowa and Wisconsin would be fun. Yes. I know uh, Vinny, my brother-in-law, one of our co-hosts, he, when he was in college, he went to Edgewood, which was literally the private school right next to University of Wisconsin, in his dorm, or I'm sorry, not his dorm, his, his apartment or his house that he rented. I remember I was there once. Uh, you could see the very top of Cap, Camp Randall Stadium from where he was. Uh, and I've never been there. That's like one I really want to go to. My parents live like 25 minutes down the road from Madison now. Um so, yeah, that, I would love to see that. And same thing with where the Hawkeyes play. Like, I love the fact that they do the wave for the hospital right next door, the kids' hospital. Like, that is just such a nice, you know, for cool. sports. It's like a nice, sweet, you know, moment for those kids. So, all right, I'm going to get to your number two, right? Are we on number two now? Yeah. yeah. All right. And I'm going back to college and another white right. helmet. Okay. Um, and this is one of those that is replicated all over the country. Um and it's one of the more recognizable logos and recognizable colors. Mm-hmm. I'm going with the uh, the burn orange Longhorns, the Ooh. Texas Longhorns. Wow, that man, that's another school that I feel like so good. Like in the last what, fifteen to twenty years ago, and then now like kind of falling on hard times a little bit, maybe. But they, they for about a, a quarter against Alabama, they looked like they were back. <laughs> And then, um, is it yours? The quarterback got hurt? Yes. Not so much, now. No, and, and I feel like I remember when Vince Young was on the team and then going to – he went to – was it the Titans, I want to say? Is that where he oh, ended yeah. up? I just remember, like, that – when he had, like, his coming out party and he had such a good game, I want to say it was in one of the – was it a bowl game that he did really well? I mean, he was good in general, but um, – Oh, the, yeah. the, the Rose Bowl. The, thank you. That's what yeah, I was – I guess USC, USC had, like, 20 NFL players or something yeah. crazy. Um, yeah, like that Longhorn logo on the white helmet and just the orange logo is like so iconic. I feel like that, you know, exactly geographically, you know, where this football team is, you know, and then, you know, it's, it's the Longhorns. I mean, it's, it's university of Texas. So I think that's, that's an awesome pick. 
in every um every like small town in the country there is somebody who drives a truck and has a longhorn yes it's just because it's a great hat. It's it's a great hat. It's a great logo. Um, I know in high school, one of the guys that uh, we hung around with, huge Longhorn fan. Like he was convinced he was going to the University of Texas to play. He was a he was a lineman in our in our high school team, and he was convinced. I'm going. You know, they're going to take me. I'm going. I'm going. I'm gonna. You know. You know, hook him. You know, I'm I'm going. It, you know, this this was like his whole persona, his whole personality. He did not end up going to the University of Texas at all. Like he, I don't, I don't even, I, th- I don't even know where he ended up going. But like, dreams dashed, and it's like, ah, oh, you, you know, you got to have your options open. Like, I would have loved to have gone to a big school. I didn't, but you know, you know, what are you gonna do? So, oh man, all right. Um, okay, I'm gonna go. Oh, all right. These last two. Um. All right, I'm not. Well, I'm not going to spoil it. This one here, um, clearly, I am nostalgic for my childhood. Uh, we're going to go back to the the late '80s, early '90s on this one, and this is the Dan Marino era Miami Dolphins. I love this. Those. Yeah, this was on my honorable mention list. Yeah, they messed them up. Why? Why don't they I, still have those? I don't know. When they made that change to the to the like floating dolphin with the sun and the which I mean I know the sun has kind of like been in all their logos but you had such a cool and, and going back to like your first point when you started like it's iconic like you know right away the color scheme alone the the teal and orange is awesome and then you got like the fun kind of a caricature of an animal holding a football with a helmet and like and then you then you factor in like um oh god what was that Jim Carrey movie Ace Ace Ventura with like Dan Marino in it like it just builds the legend of that logo and the dolphin and everything yeah when they when they changed it that was such a disappointment for me then he yeah. drive the helmet car during that movie yes, at some point yes i think you're right i haven't seen that movie in about 25 years but yes i do remember that scene um yeah like that logo it's just synonymous with Miami for me. And I remember like, um, oh, their linebacker, I think it was like Zach Thomas. I remember it was on like those late nineties, early two thousands teams when they still had that. Um, God, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on some of their receivers now, but like, yeah, like it was such a cool logo. And again, I wasn't even a dolphins fan. I'm not a dolphins fan by any stretch, but like I would totally buy a hat or buy a shirt. You know what I mean? Like I'm a sucker for that kind of stuff. So that is my number two, the the 90s Miami Dolphins the that Dolphins logo and I'm we're about we're about the same age so I'm sure at some point in the 90s you had a starter jacket yes yes I did the yes, Dolphins did. one is awesome oh yeah I've it's it's blown my mind so that I had one and a, the Hornets ones are the two best that I had a Hornets one that was my one it which in retrospect oh, I, was like had bla- had blasphemy one, right? no I never had a Bulls one I was a huge Bulls fan uh, but no, I had a, a Hornets one. I had a Blackhawks one when I was real little. And then I got a Hornets one. That was when like they made the pullover ones and it was like, you got a pullover one. It was so cool. Such a, in, in retrospect, like kind of a goofy concept, but, um, I had my Hornets one, which is like totally blasphemy being in like Chicago Bulls nineties, six P or three, two double three Pete run. But I was a huge Muggsy Bogues fan. Cause I was, I, I'm still, I'm only like five, seven and I was really short in grade school. Like he was my guy. Cause I'm like, Oh, if, if Muggsy Bogues can, you know, make it to the NBA, I can, I can make it to a, to a sport, you know, no, no problem. I got this. And here I am podcasting in my basement about sports, but uh, so speaking of Muggsy Bogues and uh, that's a, a space jam reference is Muggsy mm-hmm. Bogues. The, um, and in your video game guy too, did you have 
Sega Saturn by chance? I had a Genesis. I did not have a Genesis. Saturn though. Yeah. The um, there was a Space Jam game on Saturn that was that was awesome, and the um, the 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 screen here on Streamyard, like the the font and the mm-hmm. background, the space background, it looks like that video game. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm gonna have to check I, that out now. Yeah. Oh, I was I was I I still uh, am way into like NBA Jam was like my game as a kid. Like I loved, and and that didn't even have Jordan on it because he something I don't think he. Was in the players' union, or he wouldn't license his likeness for the players. I don't remember what the logistics of it were, but uh, I don't know if he was ever on a game until he was retired. I think you're right because even like I remember I got a PlayStation, and I remember I had like NBA Live '97. I want to say it had like Mitch Red, Mitch Richmond on the cover from the Sacramento Kings, and I remember same thing, generic. It was like literally like player who was number twenty, like two or thirty two, like in. All ninety nine stats, and it's like, oh come on! Like you'd have to go even, in and edit it and all that. But even uh, even NBA Jam, it had uh, it had Scotty and Horace. Yes, which was so crazy. Like I was a big BJ Armstrong fan too. I had his jersey. I loved like anybody who could shoot threes was my guy. Um, but yeah, like I I still uh, one of my buddies um, has a guy that makes these little. Um, they're called retro pies. So they literally have like thousands of games, and it's all like the Nintendo and Sega games from like the 90s so i still after my daughter goes to sleep i'll pop that in and every once in a while play nba jam and, and all that nice. stuff but i'm gonna have to i'm gonna i know it's got that space jam game on there i'm gonna have to go look for that now and see it so oh yeah you gotta play that i'm gonna check that out uh, space jam i always I thought, thought about getting a space jam like the um like an actual oh, the, arcade for the garage that would be awesome i ran into one of those and i didn't get it but it was That's, way too expensive and i figured it'd be broken then. oh yeah that is that is something there's been so many times i've seen like stuff pop up for like four or five hundred bucks for like the little like i think they're like three quarter size arcades they're not full size and like i literally have to talk myself out because i'm like there's no reason i don't need this yeah, it's nope. not it's just gonna take up room Oh, but it would look so cool when someone comes over and sees I have this. I'm like, no, no one's coming over to my house. It's you know, I, all my friends have kids now. We don't have time to visit. So you can put uh, it in the in the background of the podcast. That's studio. true. I you know, if maybe I could contact uh, Belly Up Sports and see if they'll write that off for us. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, all right, um, let's see. So yours was the no, that was me, right? Dolphins ninety. Yep. So I think we're back to your number two or number one. Uh, I think I'm at one. I've All got right. like 20 honorable missions. Sure. No, that's but, perfect. Uh, you're, you're fitting in fine because we. I'm the same way, so don't worry about it. I'm going total homer pick, though. It's, okay. The Bengals helmet's the best helmet in football. That is a really, I feel like, iconic and unique helmet. Now, are you more of a fan? I know they, they debuted the white ones tonight, right, on oh, Amazon? I, I love it. Love it, love it, love it. But uh, I mean, the, the orange one is the it's, Yeah, helmet. that's the classic. It's just, yeah. it's, the white one's really sick occasionally. Yeah. What's... um. What was like the like the vibe in Cincinnati last year after they they lost the Super Bowl? Was it was it like oh don't worry we'll be back or like this was our one shot and we've blown it? I, it kind of depends on who you talk to. I felt like everybody's young. We're ahead yeah. of schedule. This this will be fun for a decade. Yeah, that's kind of how I felt. Um, I, I was I was at the um, the the Raiders game, the wild card game. Oh wow! Okay, the first the first playoff win in uh, since I was like two years old. <laughs> Wow, that's that was that was easily easily the most fun I've had at a sporting event ever. Easily, that's awesome. That's I see. I feel like I'm a bad Bears fan because I've only been to one Bears game my entire life, and I made sure I went like in an early October game when it was still like 60, 70 degrees in Chicago. Oh, I love I, the cold games. I don't have the wherewithal to sit on the cold bleachers at, at Soldier Field and, and freeze, but uh, yeah, 
I, I love the I love December and January games. At, really, at Paul Brown, yeah. So like, what you, what do you? How do you like? Do you have to get into like a special mindset to like not freeze while you're out oh, there? Yeah. Like, what do you guys do? Oh yeah, so you're, you're getting hot hands. <laughs> okay. You're wearing you're wearing like the 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 best hoodie you got, the thickest hoodie you got. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're getting you know all all the gear. Put it all on. Sure, sure. Man, um, well, see, I I envy you because I just don't. I am not good with cold weather. Everybody pretty much stands at those games too. <laughs> okay. So it's kind of um, like you don't like have to like sit and freeze. Okay. That, that, that helps. So you're constantly moving, shuffling a little bit. Yeah. I, I know that's one thing like I am so excited at the prospect of the Bears building a dome uh, in the suburbs out here because that is that is. Is, the, that, is that a real thing? Oh yeah, they uh they they uh there's a town uh a northern suburb uh called Arlington Heights out here um probably like a half an hour from the city. They actually the Bears bought this huge chunk of land that was for sale and they uh actually just released a bunch of plans. They want to build a fully dome uh stadium and then also build like their own little Bears town to surround it. Um I like that idea. No, no retractable roof. That was something they came out and said, no, we are not doing that. It's too expensive, which knowing the Bears ownership, the McCaskey family, that makes perfect sense because they are uh, not they're, they're The mentality is they're very cheap. But in terms of spending money on players, they've gotten better. But um, I would I'm all on board for a dome just because like Chicago, we don't get final four games in the Sweet 16 and March Madness. We don't get Super Bowls because you would not want to play here. In January or early February, it is a nightmare here. If you um, had a new dome, you probably you probably get one. Yeah, you'd get all that. Like I know a couple of years ago, they did the NFL draft. Minnesota in got one, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Yeah, and I know like they did the draft here a couple of years ago in Chicago during the uh, would that be summer, spring, or spring? Right? I think it's a spring. It's been a while since I paid attention to the draft because the Bears don't usually draft well. But um, I love the it was draft a, too. It was a huge. Six- bring me back when, we, when it's draft time. We'll do. We'll we'll do a draft special. We will have you on for sure. But um. Yeah, like, it was a huge success, and, like, the NFL wanted to do more in Chicago, and it's like, no, sorry, Soldier Field is... The renovations they did, like, 15, 20 years ago were a complete disaster, too, because they took this classic, iconic national landmark or city landmark in Chicago, and they built this giant, like, it literally looks like like a historic stadium, and then you have this giant, like, toilet bowl that comes out of it, out of the columns and things that represent, like, the, the military and stuff like that, and complete train wreck of a, of a redesign. So we'll see. I mean, like it sounds like it's a done deal. Uh, the mayor of Chicago is fighting it tooth and nail because she doesn't want to be the one that lost the bears. Um, and she's like, Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll bring in another NFL team. Like, no, you're not. You're not the, the main thing. And I'll be curious. I don't think I'm assuming Cincinnati doesn't have this problem. So the bears own or, or, or not own, but like they play at soldier field, but they don't have the rights to the field. So the Park District of Chicago owns the field. So they come in, they have concerts and things, and then they put all the grading down to for people to stand on the field. And they'll have a concert on Friday night, Thursday night, and then the game the is on Bears Sunday. Have no say. They have no say, and the field is a mess. Like it's the 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 big story recently was Matt Eberflus wanted new sod put in because he wanted the sod to be different because it was going to make them run faster. And it's like, okay, you don't understand. You, you have no – in the park district, I agreed for the first time in, like, decades because they want to keep the Bears, and there's no there's no way they're not sticking around. So, yeah. Like, so Like, it's cute you're asking, man. But. Yeah, like, okay, you, you know the team's garbage, right? Like, this isn't going to matter. But I, I like the idea of a um, a little city around the yeah. stadium. I, I was I, – I love Chicago. It's one of, mm-hmm. my, one of my favorite cities. And 
it's a this is a very touristy thing, so I have no idea what like locals feel about it. Sure, but I like going to Wrigley and like uh, doing the Wrigleyville stuff for somebody that's from out of town. It's awesome. Yeah. It's I, I love like I've been a Cubs fan my whole life, so like Wrigley is like its own thing, and like trying to get there is a complete pain in the ass if you're not doing it like like now as an adult i know like oh like they have you can drive to a certain spot in the suburbs and then they literally have school buses that will that will like shuttle you in it's like it's like five bucks and then they take you to the game they pick you up in a school bus they take you right back to your car and you're good to go so like once you get like the specifics down because i used to always take the train and and the l is a whole nother story but um that's, yeah, that's like, the way, like, way I got there was that. Yeah, and, and you kind of find the, the secrets and in, in, ins and outs of how to how to alleviate that problem too. But um, yeah, like I love. Granted, I'm somebody who like growing up, I lived one town away from the city, so I was like ten minutes away from the outskirts of the city. And now, I'm literally the last suburb of of the Chicagoland area. I'm like forty five to fifty minutes away now from the city. But um, yeah, it's it's an awesome like tourist, and I feel like sometimes it gets a bad rap. But like when people come and visit, it's just such a nice like a good cross between like L A. and like not like a cool New York that's not as crowded and stuff like that. So, but yeah, all right, I get to my number one, I guess number one. Okay, this was one I was shocked. I actually forgot about this one altogether until I saw it pop up um, online in. I, another one i'm not a fan of this team at all uh but that is the 80s and 90s era the creamsicle tampa bay buccaneers i There's love the i love that buccaneer logo every time the buccaneers talk about rebranding i'm like please bring those back or bring back the creamsicle jerseys i loved those things um love that jersey love that helmet and it's funny because i still remember like when i was first getting into football that was when the buccaneers had that logo that helmet that uniform and they were awful they were the always worst. like three and 13 four and 12 like i don't think they ever got to two and 14 i'm sorry uh two and no two, they were not i don't think they were ever two and 14 but i think they were like four and 12 and three and 13 a they, they had steve young and we're still awful so yeah Steve, yeah and work like work done i want to say was their running back for a while and was it mike allstott uh um, well, those two guys were part of the uh, that was the later years the, right the change when they the changed change. uniforms okay. all of a sudden they were they're awesome <laughs> that's when like the tampa two and lovey smith and all that stuff came into play but yeah like i love i love those and i'd be curious like if for a tampa fan like if those are like synonymous with losing and that's maybe why they kind of distance themselves a little bit but as an outsider i absolutely love those i'm all in on those so probably all I right, had well, a couple a couple honorable mentions yeah. that didn't make it. Go ahead. Let's let's hear From what you the, got. The same era, Houston Oilers. Oh, those are so good. Those are so uh, good. And I almost put the Dallas Cowboys on there too. Just because okay. the, the star is pretty iconic. But it was oh, they were the Longhorns. I went Longhorns. It's uh, that's America's team, right? I remember even as a kid, like that was the team like I wanted uh Troy Aikman, Emmett Smith, Michael Irvin. God, who else was on that team? I feel like there was more. There's somebody else that I'm missing, but like Moose Johnston. Yes. Um, He's such a good. I Alvin love him. Harper. I love when he's Dion. one of the podcasters. Oh God, Dion! Yeah, how, how could I forget about Dion? Um, that's a great. That's a great pick. What's uh? What other honorable mentions you got? Um, oh, college USC. Oh which, yeah, the Trojans. You, you kind of went there with Sparty, so it was, mm-hmm. it was sort of. That's that's another team. I remember in, when I was in high school, that would have been like oh. Three oh four, and I just remember that team was such a powerhouse. Like when uh, Pete Carroll was in charge, and you had Carson Palmer. Like man, they were so good. And then all of a sudden, in uh, in Reg- Reggie Bush, yeah, Reggie Bush, and then like Pete Carroll kind of 
wandered up to Seattle to be a Seahawks head coach and like everything just fell apart. You know what I mean? So oh, that man, I feel like it's been forever since they've been really good too, but yeah, they, they may be back. They paid a lot for a coach this time. Yeah. Yeah. I did see that. Um, any, any others that uh, strike your fancy? Are you suffering from chronic joint or back pain? Downtown's Healthcare in Denver offers effective alternative therapies that are non-invasive, non-surgical, and drug-free. Start your journey to a pain-free life. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Uh, I, I thought we were going to talk about Notre Dame. Oh some, yeah, yeah. I thought that was coming up. Um, I, I'm I'm a, I'm a Notre Dame fan too. For okay, like, from from a distance. Like, mm-hmm. I've, I've been in the stadium once or twice. I loved it. Um, That's one I've never been to the stadium. I know Vinny, cool. our other co-host. He's I want to say he's been there, and he like loved like touchdown Jesus, which I know I want to say like you can't really see it as see the see the the mural anymore from the field. Can you? I feel like something um, changed with their buildings or, or, or they built something that maybe isn't, you can't see it as well. But like, I still remember like seeing that on TV and like, that was just such a cool, like in the end zone, you see like the synonymous, you know, you got that, you got the, you know, play like a champion today sign that they're all pounding as they run out. Like, and then just the gold helmet in general, such a, so such an iconic helmet. I, I was there whenever it was last year. I took a couple of kids on a recruiting visit there. Mm-hmm. That was the first time I've been. And it was um, the Cincinnati game. Okay. And it's, they lost, but <laughs> What's we got Cincinnati in the playoff, but um, my my only note on them was at some point they changed the gold leaf to like more of like a yeah like a real super shiny yeah I don't like it as much the, that's no, why I, they did make the list I think that the gold leaf one is is iconic I think that's that's a really good one that's a really good pick um the the couple that that I had uh one in particular let me pull up my list again here where'd it go uh first off being like a a semi Badgers fan. That's like one of the big 10 teams I'll follow. I love like just the classic white helmet, you know, the red uh, W that's kind of like emboldened a little bit with the red stripe. Love that. Um, also still occasionally watch Penn state games. Uh, is it uh, coach Franklin? I kind of like following his story a little bit. I don't know too much about him, but uh, just the, the classic like white blue stripe. That's it. Like you could not find probably a more boring uniform. But like as soon as you see it, it's like oh that's Penn State like that's here come the Nittany Lions you know so yeah when they're on TV with a whiteout is pretty awesome that is pretty cool that is cool that is one stadium like I've never been to a college football game but I got to imagine like that's crazy crazy intense when you're there oh you got to do you got to do a college football game I know I, awesome. I I you got to go to like a big game but yeah yeah because I mean the Bears are not worth going to and spending all the money but yeah like I would love to go even like a Northwestern game like that would be. Still hoping to get to a Badgers game. I think that'd be pretty neat. But uh, the yeah, only yeah. Northwestern usually knocks somebody off every year too. You may get that's lucky true. You might Ohio get State or something. That's true. You might. Um, the only other two I had, uh, and I think I mentioned this. You mentioned the Chargers white current, the white bolt, or I'm sorry, the white helmet with the bolt. One of my favorites. And then the other one, um, I love uh, visiting Denver. I love love Colorado in general. Um, 
I'm not a huge fan of the Broncos uniforms after I think they won the Super Bowl with Elway. They made like the more modern. I love the classic orange helmet with the D and like the bucking Bronco coming out of yeah, it. Those are great. Love that. I would love to see them come back to that. I know I feel like I read an article recently where they were going to try and like re envision that for like a modern look. We'll see. But uh, yeah. Yeah. They're, they, they might have. I, I, there's some some teams that have never changed theirs, like the Packers have never changed yeah. theirs, and the Bears pretty much haven't either. But right. theirs are theirs are stuck in 1998, and like it really yeah. shows because they have like the the side piping. Mm-hmm. It is it's so uh, so. It's very uniquely 98, 99. Yes, I, I was you know I felt like they took baby steps because it, and this is just me, but like it bugged me so much. Like when I see think of Broncos, I think of orange. So for from like 98 or whatever year that was to like. When Peyton Manning came in, I feel like they were still rocking the the dark blue, and then finally they had like the orange that they kind of worked in, which I think they still wear now to this day. I think I could be wrong, but yeah, I, think I would. So. Yeah, so I I don't know. I you like you said, I think the '90s were definitely like this time where like you could get some really cool stuff that like is nostalgic for like our age, like you know '30s, '40s, and in you know younger. But then you also have like this stuff that is clearly like, oh man, this was. This was a misstep when you made it in the 90s and you're still going forward with it. You, you might need to readjust a little bit, but yeah. Well, I got nothing else. Is there any any other uh I have no no other honorable mentions. Any other uh helmets, logos, football talk you want to get to? Or any um, Bengals stuff you want to get off your chest? Off my chest? No, I'm 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 probably going to head out and make sure I watch the second yeah, half. Yeah, you got to catch which... I I know I just saw something just popped up. I think Tua got hurt during the game, so maybe the Bengals will have an easy win. We'll see. He is not my uh, uh, he's not my fantasy quarterback. So yeah, uh, my fantasy team's doing awful this year. It's absolutely a train wreck. But um, I, um, I've been crushing Fanduel. But oh, have you? I've I've been yeah. so close. There's a couple. Um, there's a uh, uh, Chicago sports station out here that we've kind of gotten friends with. We've interviewed a couple of their guys, and they have this huge promo. I think it's points bet, and it's like oh. You sign up with us, you get like two thousand dollars in like free bets and stuff. And I'm like, I've never done any of that, but there's so many close, so many times I've been like, ah, maybe I'll just dip my toe in it a little bit. But I don't know, I don't know how much I would lose, but uh, we'll see. And the Monday night game, it, I mean, nobody cares about lineups, but like the the lineup that won, like the big prize on Fanduel, picked no quarterbacks and both kickers. Wow, <laughs> that was Holy. that was the grand prize lineup. Holy cow. Uh, oh, before I forget, we did have two write-ins. Uh, Dr. Mantis, one of our, our frequent write-ins, uh, he texted in and said uh, his number five was the Air Force Lightning Bolt, which that's kind of unique. I honestly would have never even thought about that. Um, I believe they're the, the Falcons, right? Is that what they are? Air Force yeah, it's, it's kind of the uh, – it's it's like it's the Chargers one. Yeah. But it's just like, I don't know, like a grittier – Yeah, like a little more stylized. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he said, number four, the old school creamsicle, Tampa Bay Bucks. Uh, number three, San Diego Chargers. Number two, Minnesota, uh, Michigan State Spartans. So a lot of familiar ones. And then number one, I don't think this is one we brought up tonight, was the Minnesota Vikings, which is one that I honestly, uh, I, I do like the purple. Uh, and, the, you know, it's kind of kind of a unique look. But uh, they And they have kind of the matte purple now. Is, yeah. is he talking about the old one or the matte I one? I think he's talking about the matte one. I, th- I think. And I, I mean, I feel like even in baseball, like the batting helmets, matte has been like the, the big thing everyone's jumping on the bandwagon a little bit there but uh Vinny one of my other co-hosts he wrote in his number five was uh Miami Florida the university or the U uh the matte black ones which I feel like I remember those I don't think I've seen those in a long time though those are sweet 
Uh, he said that number four. Look, look Google those if, right, if you list it. I will check those, those out. Uh, number four, he said the New England Patriots, the white helmet with the Patriot playing football with the red and blue stripes down the middle. I'll be honest. I like this. I kind of wish the Patriots would switch it up now that the Brady era is over. But that logo it, has a name. I can't remember it. I, I, I know. I can't think of it either. I know what you're talking about, though. The thing that drives me nuts, and this is just because I was a history major in college and a history teacher for such a long time is the fact that they're the Patriots and he's got a red jersey and it's like, that was the Redcoats, that's the British. Like, no, you, you got to have blue. Like, it drives me insane. It, it's it's just a history teacher thing. But um, awesome logo. I kind of wish they would switch to like a, maybe a modern update of that because, I don't know, I feel like I feel like it's time for them to switch it up a little bit now that the Super Bowl run is over. I, I don't know if Mac Jones is the answer either. So, um Maybe out this week, Mac Jones. Yes, and I'm starting to think maybe it was more Brady than Belichick. I don't know that that one. I don't know. That's I mean, you, the, I, we 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 could do a whole podcast on that. Um, he said number three. Bucks Tampa, all of a sudden we're good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Tampa Bay Bucks, Crimson Helmets. Uh, number two, he's a big Notre Dame fan, the Golden Domer, and then number one, the Oregon University. Every single helmet design they've ever had, Vinny, you are. Sorely mistaken on that one. I I can't disagree more. With I like you. yours, and I like the um, the white the white on white one. Yes, that's a pretty. It's, neat... it's the O logo, but it's just it's it's white. That's a pretty pretty unique. Oh, and there is there is one more we have. Uh, Jay Bird, another write in another guy that writes in all the time. He said he likes the Army Navy game helmets, which that's a unique Ooh, those take. Are cool. I did not even think about that. Uh, he said the Oregon. Sometimes they got the different like units on them. Yes, and stuff. those are pretty yeah. cool. I used to love the midshipman logo. Like I wish they would put that on a helmet. I don't I don't know if they ever have. It's a it's like a ram. Is that yeah, right? yeah, and it's got yeah. like the um, banner. I don't know what you'd call it, but. Uh, uh, he also said he agrees with Vinny on Oregon, Notre Dame, and he's a huge fan of the Colts blue throwback. I think that would have been – would that have been the Baltimore Colts, Colts at that point? Yeah, so, I think so. It, it's the blue one with with the white yeah, horseshoe, right? I think that's right. So, yeah, that that's uh, that's an interesting pick. Well, uh, first of all – or lastly, I guess I should say, Jordan, thank you so much. I apologize. I took I kept you a little bit longer. Uh, I was having fun, man. Thank you. Thank you. Well, you are welcome back anytime. When the draft gets closer, we will definitely have to have you on. We'll get all your draft takes, uh, and and we'll see. I'm sure the Bears will do. I I don't even know what they'll do at this point. We'll see. I I, God, I hope Justin Fields is the answer, or it's the coaching staff that's bad again. I don't know. But uh, if if you are listening, thank you again. Remember, you can find us at youtube.com slash baseball and whatever. You can text us or leave us a voicemail at 1-913-808-3278. Find us on Twitter at baseball and what, and email the show at baseball and whatever at gmail.com. We are available on all podcast apps, Apple, Spotify, Google, Anchor, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, and Amazon Music. We're rolling in that Jeff Bezos money. Uh, again, Jordan, thank you so much. Is there anything you'd like to plug? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you happen to be an educator listening, if we have any teachers or administrators, check out the Flywheel Effect. Yes, highly recommend it. Uh, I think we're 11 episodes in now, 10, 10 episodes in? Yeah, yeah, this is uh, 10 just released. And uh, yeah, you got it's it's incredible. Uh, the podcast is already well over 1,000 downloads in like a month and a half, which is awesome. So yeah, check that out, especially... If your kid goes to school and you want to know what uh, people in the field that are very important and knowledgeable have to say, give it a download. Check it out. Yeah. So there you go. Thank you, Justin. No I problem. You me out, man. All right, Jordan, take care. Uh, and we will be back more with some White Sox, Bears, and Cubs talk. Take care, everybody. See you in a little bit.
Alrighty, everybody, we are back. Uh, we have flip-flop segments. Uh, if you were just listening, we had Jordan on. Uh, he helped me rank our favorite helmets, football helmet designs of all time. Uh, so he just took off. He's going back to watch the rest of the Bengals and Dolphins game on TV right now on Amazon Prime. So I'm going to briefly, uh, probably like 20, 25 minutes, we'll talk about the Cubs, we'll talk about the White Sox, the MLB playoff race, and we have to talk about the Bears and their... I guess you would call it a win on uh, on Sunday of last week against the Texans, but we'll get to that in a second. Um, first of all, thank you again to Billy of Sports for sponsoring the show, helping us run the show with StreamYard. We appreciate that. And also, we didn't get a chance to do our ad read last segment, or first segment, I should say. So we also want to mention In the Clutch Apparel, uh, we want to thank them as a continued partner. They are They have joined up with us on here. In the Clutch is an awesome sports apparel company that is known for their licensed MLB, Negro League, and MLS apparel, along with great uh, shirts to rep your favorite retro hockey, baseball, and football teams. Even better, if you head to InTheClutch.com right now and use promo code BASEBALLANDWHAT, you get 10% off your order and everything in your cart. So once again, head to InTheClutch.com, find a shirt you like. There are plenty of them. Use promo code BASEBALLANDWHAT and you will get 10% off your order and we pass these savings on to you. So... Thanks again to all the folks over at In The Clutch Apparel. All right, so let's get into the baseball talk, shall we? Here we go. Baseball. Welcome back to Major League Baseball. Sort of. Taking a look at Chicago's two favorite teams and other happenings around the MLB. All right, let's talk about baseball. Let's get into the White Sox talk. Uh, first of all, the White Sox have now been officially eliminated from contention. Uh, if you would have told me a week ago that they'd be done, I I guess I would have believed you. Maybe. Uh, anyway, they are 2-8 and eight in their last 10 games. So they went on an eight-game losing streak, I believe. Greg, uh, I saw Greg this past weekend, along with Vinny uh, at my daughter's baptism christening party. Uh, and Greg has pretty much written off baseball. He's written off the White Sox. He is not happy. So, White Sox, congratulations. You have taken probably the biggest diehard baseball and White Sox fan that I have personally ever met. Uh, I've known Greg for probably like seven years now. Greg, write in. Tell me how long I've known you. Um, he is the biggest baseball fan I've ever met. There's maybe one other guy, my other buddy Greg, who is the biggest Cubs fan I know. Um, and you have broken him. You, The White Sox have broken one of their biggest fans. So congratulations. I hope you're happy with yourselves. Uh, Miguel Cairo looked like maybe potentially a good manager down the road. Now the team is completely tanked. I don't know if that's because, A, they they got swept by the Guardians, and then they had nothing left to play for. Tim Anderson is definitely not coming back. I know there was talks that he would if they were still in it. He is not. They have shut down quite a variety of people now. Um, Yeah, I... Man, I White Sox fans, I'm sorry. I'm not a White Sox fan, but holy cow, I feel for you. That is painful. Um, the the other thing, uh, there's been some reports. First of all, news dropped on Saturday or Sunday afternoon, which is a time where I feel like you drop a news story that you hope dies. Uh, the White Sox and Rick Hahn let it slip that, um, you know, Tony the Russo was not coming back the rest of the season, which I guess makes sense if he still has his, his heart issues. I know he's got his pacemaker now, which, again, we're not Tony the Russo fans on this podcast, but obviously we're not going to wish ill on anybody. I hope he makes a full recovery. Um, so I think White Sox fans, I guess, were happy that he's not coming back. I guess it doesn't really matter now. There's nothing left to play for, nothing left to manage for, nothing really left to watch for. 
uh, at this point, unless you're maybe hoping for some some rookies or some some more evaluations. Elvis Andrus is looking like a, maybe a second baseman that you should have in the future. I guess I don't know maybe. Um, yeah, so I, I pulled up uh, Forbes. Jared Willis, uh, writer, he writes for Forbes in terms of their sports section. He said on Wednesday, Dan Bernstein of Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score tweeted that he had been told that due to an ongoing health concern, LaRusse's time as manager forever is done. That includes 2023. Uh, he said also uh, this was a day after Chicago Sports Media personality Mike Rodriguez reported that he had heard also through a source that LaRusse was not coming back and his contract was going to be ended. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, I guess that's a good thing if you're a White Sox fan. Um, that you have shed the burden of Tony La Russa, but is your window like shut? Is your window closed to win? All this time from Rick Hahn and Kenny Williams and I guess even Jerry Reinsdorf to a certain extent, you had this, don't worry, we're, you know, World Series in the making, World Series are bust, we got this. And the team that they put together this season was a complete shit show for lack of a better phrase. Uh, you have like six DHs and nowhere to put them. Andrew Vaughn, DH. Uh, Eloy, DH. Luis Robert is talented, but he can't stay healthy, DH. Your catcher, DH. So where the hell do you put all these guys? Jose Abreu, first base, but is he blocking Andrew Vaughn now? So is he a DH? So some of these guys are going to have to go. Who? Which ones? I have no idea. I'll leave that up to Rakan, which I know Sox fans probably do not want that to be left up to Rakan. Um, but yeah, like th- this is really messed up. Really messed up. What what are they doing? What are they going to do? I I don't know. White Sox fans write in, let us know, text in. Tell us what you think. But man, if you're a White Sox fan, I feel for you. What a tragic way. The other thing that really bugs me, and again, not a White Sox fan, but how many times do we hear them take out Michael Kopech out of games that were important, that they needed him to pitch longer, and they said, no, 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 we need to save him for the end of the season when it matters. Well, it the time has come and gone already. You didn't need him when it mattered because he already fell apart. The, it's 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 crazy just how poorly they have fallen apart. They're now only a game ahead of Minnesota. Minnesota and the White Sox are both 11 and 12 games respectively behind the Guardians, which as of like a week and a half ago, they were like three and five games back. That's how bad of a slide both teams have. I mean, they're, they're under 500 now. And the Guardians ran with it. So good on Cleveland, good on the Guardians. I know in Chicago, we kind of joke that nobody wants to go to Cleveland, but uh, Terry Francona, manager of the year that's a team that had injuries persevered and found a way to win the White Sox had injuries I feel like they kind of blamed it on the injuries and didn't get any better not to mention they fired over the offseason their head guy of fitness and um, injury prevention who'd been there for like 15 years they said oh no don't worry this season's going to be different I would argue their injuries were worse this season and then they came out and said oh no well it's because of the strike I'm sorry not the strike the, the lockout. Well, every other team had to deal with that, and they found a way to win. So which one is it, Rick Hahn? Which one is it, Jerry Reinsdorf? Which one is it, Kenny Williams? 
Uh, if you're a White Sox fan, who do you want to be the manager? Is another great question. Is it Miguel Cairo? I don't think so. I know I feel like a lot of people are going to say Ozzie Guillen needs to come back. Has his time come and gone? Is he the guy? Do you want someone outside the organization? Let's be honest. The White Sox are notorious for keeping things in-house, promoting within, which in a certain certain circumstances is great, but they do this every time. The last time they hired a manager outside of the organization was Jerry Manuel, and that was in the 90s. That's how long it's been since they didn't hire someone that had ties to the organization. Well, I, did Ricky Renteria have ties to the organization? I don't know. But let's let's look at this. Jerry Manuel, mid, mid to late 90s. Ozzie Guillen, former shortstop. Robin Ventura, former third baseman. I want to know. Did I don't think Ricky Renteria White Sox ties. I don't know if he did. No, I don't. Oh, I take that back. Maybe, maybe he didn't have ties. But you get the point. It, it's going back. They don't really like to hire outside the organization. So let, let, let's talk here. I'm looking at a. I'm looking at this website. This is from FanSided, uh, Southside Showdown. Vincent Parise wrote this. Three White Sox possible replacements for Tony La Russa. So let us know what you think about this. First one he says is AJ Perzinski. AJ Perzinski would be cool for him to come back to see. He has a huge passion for the for the game. He does a great job broadcasting. I can't stand AJ Perzinski, but as a broadcaster, he does a great job. Great teammate. Not going to put up with any crap as we saw numerous times on the field. I still love when Michael Barrett decks him in that Cubs White Sox crosstown series game, but I digress. So is he a guy he's never managed in his life? Are we going to go that route again of just plucking somebody out of the broadcast booth and saying, all right, here's keys, good luck? Personally, I don't think he's the one. But according to this fan-sided article, that is who they'd like to see. Option number two, Bruce Bochy. Uh, this article, I think Bruce Bochy is retired. I don't... That, yeah, I don't... I don't, I don't get why they're going here. But uh, they say he left San Francisco, San Francisco Giants in 2019 after winning championships. He might be able to do something similar with a team like the White Sox. I do not think he's going to come back. The last and third option they have is, of course, Ozzie Guillen. Uh, it's true. No manager in team has had more success than – no manager in the team's history has had more success than him. He's – Probably one of the best coaches in Chicago sports history. One of the best White Sox coaches by far, winning a White Sox lineup. Um, I'll be honest. When he was a White Sox coach or manager, he drove me insane being a Cubs fan. He, I feel like he just egged the Cubs on all the time. But getting to know him as a broadcaster now, he is so good and so knowledgeable. So you know what, White Sox fans? If you want him, bring him back. I think that would be great. I'd love to see it, personally, as a Chicagoan. Uh, I think I think that's the way to go, but would it also maybe be smarter to bring out some uh, some other people from outside the organization? I don't know. I don't know. Let us know what you think. Write in, text in. Let us know what you think. All right, let's jump to the Cubs real quick. We don't have much to say about the Cubs because their season's been over for quite a while. Say Suzuki uh, last month was super strong. 
Do you suffer from chronic hip, knee, or shoulder pain? Avoid drug dependency and surgery with Downtown's Healthcare in Denver. Downtown's Healthcare offers regenerative therapies that stimulate the body's self-healing process. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This is per our guy, Jake Bujnowski of the Dingers podcast. Great guy. Great podcast. Give them a check. Uh, Seiya Suzuki's September slash line was a 304 batting average, a 360 on base percentage, a 522 slugging, and an 882 on base plus slugging, and a 148 weighted runs created plus. That's phenomenal. So that is so great to see him kind of turn around. He started off hot, kind of... You know, fell apart a little bit once the pitching and the pros and the majors adjusted to him. Um, he was able to bounce back, and he finishes strong. I think we're going to have a lot of fun seeing him next season in Cubs right field at Wrigley. Uh, the home run race that we never knew, Vinny writes in. We have Matt Mervis, also known as Mash Mervis at this point, or is it Merton? I don't know. Uh, he's currently sitting at 37 home runs, while Alexander Canario, who is somebody we got in the KB trade from San Francisco, is currently at 38 home runs, leading the Cubs minor league systems. The current minor league uh, leader is Moises Gomez in St. Louis with 39. So, yeah, take down a St. Louis Cardinal uh, prospect. Let's do this. Um, Mervis and Canario are both on the Iowa Cubs right now. That is something I feel like if we look around the Cubs uh, lineup, first base is open. Who are we going to bring in at first base? Are you moving Wisdom to first base? Okay. Second base, are we confident in Nick Madrigal? I'll be honest. I've turned the switch on Nick Madrigal. I really like him. I want him to succeed, but he was hurt a lot this year. When he wasn't hurt in the second half of the season, he was phenomenal. He was great. I would love to see that. But are you going to get that, and can you rely on him? Uh, At shortstop, you have Nico Horner, who, depending on who they bring in, do you move him to second? And then, you know, do you go after one of the big-name shortstops, Trey Turner, Xander Bogarts? Do they bring in Carlos Correa? Uh, Yeah, that about does it for the Cubs. Um, If we look at around the MLB, Chris Bryant's season is officially over. He only got 42 games in due to injuries out in Denver with the Rockies. Um, It's so sad to see. I really like Chris Bryant. I want to see him do well. I still question going to Colorado, but you know what? If you want to go to a great city like Denver and, and, you know, have hopefully some good stats. Uh, Overall, in 181 plate appearances, he had 49 hits, 12 doubles, 5 home runs, 14 RBIs, 17 walks, a batting average of 306, and an on-base of 376, along with a slugging of 475. So honestly, even in 42 games and almost 200 plate appearances, he had a really good season. But I'm assuming, excuse me, I'm assuming the Rockies are looking for a little bit more. He was only a .4 war player this season. All right. Um, last thing before we get to the standings countdown, because those things are starting to finalize a little bit. The home run chase. I want to know. Uh, Aaron Judge hit 61 yesterday. Uh, he is now tied Roger Maris. And we're talking about the AL home run leader right here. 
Um, he now is tied. I know uh, Roger Maris's son was at that game and was really proud, really happy for Aaron Judge, which is, was really cool to see. Um, but you've kind of seen all these people come out of the woodwork. I saw a tweet from an account called Super 70 Sports that they were irate that, you know, this was not getting a bigger uh, bigger press, bigger publicity, and that, you know, we need to blame uh, Barry Bonds and Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa that this isn't a big deal because they ruined they ruined this for us. I'll be honest. Ten years ago, I would have been right there bitching about it, but honestly, I don't care anymore. They realistically saved the game with that. Well, I shouldn't say they. McGuire and Sosa saved that game, saved that season, and saved saved Major League Baseball in 1998 with that season. So yes, do I condone it? No. But man, in 98, you can't tell me people didn't know what was going on. That was such a fun, magical season. It was so fun to watch baseball. I would argue that baseball has not been that fun since. And is that right? Because of the steroid stuff? No, probably not. But Barry Bonds is a whole other thing. The the 70 and 73, I, whatever. It was so clear at that point. And I feel like the, the home run chase of 98 is what really capitalized everything. And Barry Bonds came in a little bit later and just tried to one-up it. And unless you were a Giants fan, you probably didn't care. So I don't know. Do I do I consider Aaron Judge the new like leader or Roger Maris the leader with 61? I just I don't care anymore. Hit home runs, make it entertaining for me, and we'll go from there. That's that's all I got. Uh, I just I don't have the energy or wherewithal to care anymore about something from God 25 years ago now. Um, do I think they should be in the Hall of Fame? No, no, they cheated. Um. Or put them in and, and say what, what that season was all about and what they did. But am I going to lose sleep at it over it? No. I think there are still people that lose sleep over it and that get really angry and get their blood riled all up about it, but not me. Uh, lastly, let's talk about the playoff race and the current standings countdown. We got some things to discuss here. Uh, the Yankees are in first still in the NL. I'm sorry, not the NL, the AL East. Uh, and that is it. They have finalized and clinched their pennant for the AL East. Everyone else has been eliminated from contention there. The AL Central has been finalized. The Cleveland Guardians have clinched the AL Central pennant. Uh, the Houston Astros have finalized theirs. That is settled. Everyone else has been eliminated from the AL West. The NL East is still going uh, in terms of the Mets and the Braves. Both have clinched a playoff spot. The Braves are simply a game back behind the Mets uh, really exciting race to see who gets the division spot and who has to fight for a wild card. Uh, the Cardinals are literally a one game away from clinching the NL Central. It pains me to say this. The Brewers are going to be eliminated probably in the next day or two from contention in the NL Central, but not the wild card. We'll get to that in a second. And then lastly, the Dodgers, who have clinched this thing for how long now? A three over 300 run differential, 107 wins, a 690 winning percentage. God, I hate the Dodgers, but God, they're good. All right, let's get to the wild card real quick. Uh, right now, Toronto, Seattle, and Tampa Bay are still in the top three spots for the three wild cards. Uh, Baltimore was hanging in there. They are they are five games back, but their elimination number is two. So I think it's safe to say the AL wild card teams are going to be Toronto, Seattle, and Tampa Bay. I'll be honest, I am so excited to see Toronto and Seattle in the playoffs. I I really hope. I think in the in terms of the AL teams, those are the two AL teams I'm going to be pulling for. 
if I'm claiming someone right now. I'm going to jump on that Mariners bandwagon and that Blue Jays bandwagon. Shout out to Jake Hahn, number one Blue Jays fan and Blue Jays correspondent for the podcast. Uh, if we jump over to the NL division leaders, I'm sorry, NL wildcard leaders, we have the Atlanta Braves, the San Diego Padres, and the Philadelphia Phillies still holding the three wildcard spots. However, uh, the Cubs have done a number on the Phillies lately, and the Brewers are literally a half game back of squeaking back into the wild card. If you remember, they made that trade to send Josh Hader to San Diego, and the team kind of imploded. Uh, they were in first in the Central, um, and then they fell apart. They have battled back. They're a half game out of the wild card, so it will be very close to see if the Phillies and the Brewers will see what happens. Uh, the, the Brewers right now are live at Miami. Um, let's see, actually, we can do a live look in here. Let's see who's winning that game. But if they win this game, they will be tied. Oh, it is the, uh, ninth inning right now. The Marlins just put up a four spot. They have taken the lead. So it looks like the Brewers probably will still be a game behind in terms of, uh, that. So we'll see how that goes there. Uh, all right, let's get into the thing that really matters, uh, let's get into the Bears and Texans. Go. Manures of the Midway. <laughs> where the guys talk the pile of horse crap that is the Chicago Bears. I mean, when you consider the other choices, manure is actually pretty refreshing. <laughs> All right, here we go. Let's dive into the Bears. Uh, shit show win? That whatever that was, I don't. I don't even know what that was. But uh, the way they're gonna, we're going to do this is Vinny uh, dialed in some clips for me. I uploaded them to Streamyard. I'm going to play them and then I'm going to discuss kind of what he had to say, and I'll piggyback off of him. So uh, if you weren't familiar or if you didn't watch the game, the Bears and Texans played this past Sunday at noon. The Bears squeaked out a win with a fourth quarter field goal of 23 to 20. Real quick, if we look at the stats and the box score, which we like to do, uh, Davis Mills of the Texans was 20 for 32, 245 passing yards, a touchdown, two interceptions. Uh, Damian Pierce was the number one rusher for the Texans, 20 carries, 80 yards, and four yards a carry with a touchdown. Uh, they did spread the ball around fairly well with their receiving core, uh, and Chris Moore, receiver, uh, three receptions, 63 yards, was their number one receiver. If we look at the Bears, Justin Fields, oh man, he even said himself he played like trash, eight for 17, 106 yards, and two touchdowns. Khalil Herbert had a day, 20 carries, 157 yards, two touchdowns, and almost eight yards a carry. Insane. David Montgomery hurt his ankle during the game. We'll see how he comes back. Uh, in terms of receiving, yikes. Cole Komet, tight end, two receptions, 40 yards, 20 yards apiece. That is it. The rest, we're talking one to two receptions af yeah, as if there was not much else. Also, Dante Pettis also on injured reserve now, I believe, or long-term IR. He is out for the season, which he had that great touchdown catch in the first game, and that's about it. All right, Vinny, what do you have to say? Here we go. The Bears are now 2-1 and one after beating the Houston Texans in what could probably be best described as an ugly win. Um some things I liked from the game is it's apparent that the coaching staff knows what they're doing. Again, they made second half adjustments and were victorious and very competitive in the second half. The defense uh, in the first three games have given up 12 points total in the second half. Um, while in the second quarter alone, they've given up 35 points. It'd be nice to see those second half adjustments uh, happen in the second 
quarter and not wait till after halftime. But the adjustments are a great sign to see from this coaching staff. You don't have to live with chronic pain. Downtown's Health can show you a better way. Joint pain, back pain, pain that sits and waits. Downtown's Health offers an alternative with physical and regenerative therapy. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Uh, yeah, Vinny, I think you nailed it, dude. Um, the second half has been great to see. I think all three games, they've made great adjustments uh, that you would otherwise, if we think about Matt Nagy's era, there were no adjustments. And I think even some of the players have come out and said that, no, we just kind of went back out and ran our game plan from the get-go and nothing changed. So if you can't win like that, you're not going to win like that. So Matt Eberflus is at least adjusting on the fly, um, and you're seeing an improvement in terms of the stat lines, the effort, the uh, not so much the offensive side, but the defensive side and being able to hold these other teams' offenses um, has been really great to see. So, Vinny, I think you nailed it. Let's go on to Vinny's second clip, which is about the running game. Cleo Herbert in the game ran for 7.9 yards per carry. Uh, and I know people are upset that Justin Fields didn't have 30 passes and uh, he didn't look that good. Uh, but if you're running the ball at 7.9 yards a carry, uh, you you do that early and often. So I, I didn't have a problem with what they did. Good coaches do what's necessary to win. I know... I know we talked about it. Um, the expectations are low. They still shouldn't be high, even though they're two and one. Uh, but you know, these guys are coaching for their their lives and their jobs. Uh, so winning is important. You know, Getsy's doing what he can to develop Fields and bring them along. Uh, and you know, at the at the end of the day, winning is what matters. Winning is hard to do in the NFL. You don't just go out there and tank. That's not what. Vinny will get more into tanking in, his, in, in our third clip there. But, yeah, I, I mean, I think he nailed it. The running game has been incredible. Khalil Herbert, Khalil Herbert looked amazing. Um, and, you know, I get that might be why they're hesitant to use Justin Fields because their running game hasn't looked too bad. They're getting the blocking up front from the offensive line, which we didn't know if that was going to be shaky or not to begin with. Uh, so they've been kind of forcing that a little bit more, which I get it. It, it looks great. Um, but you have to tread this fine line between are we trying to win or are we developing Justin Fields? And I see both sides, um, but you also have 52 other guys on the team that are not Justin Fields. So you need to do your job to win as well, and, and that needs to happen. But when you're only letting him pass 17 times and they're not really good passing plays, they're kind of more you know shorter yardage kind of thing, is he really going to grow? I, I feel like he's kind of regressed a little bit, which I think Vinny might talk about in clip number four here. But um, let's go back to his thoughts on tanking and whether or not that's something that we could see. All right. Yeah. I, like I said, I think Vinny nailed that very, very well articulated there, Vinny. Nice job. Uh, his last thing he wanted to mention was Justin Fields, which is probably uh, the most important one altogether. Uh, let me add that real quick because it did not add. 
So um, Justin Fields has not looked good. It's been it's been really depressing to see. Um, I I really I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know. People are starting to turn on him a little bit here in Chicago, um, and that's not right. That's not fair. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. Um, he needs to make progress, but they also need to win. And they're I mean, let's be realistic. They're barely winning. When we say they're 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 winning this game, I almost it felt more like a loss with the way that they looked offensively. Defensively, they were okay. They held it together, but um, I I don't know. I it was just I don't have a good feeling about how the rest of the season is going to go. Now next season, they got one hundred and five hundred ten million in free agency money that they can spend uh, from the cap. That might help, but until then. Um, you know, it, it might be kind of a long season for them because you're really, you're just going to have, you know, it's just going to be a back and forth of, is Justin Fields getting the chance to play? Is he getting the chance to improve? Or are you going to just keep running the ball to win? Because that's working And I get it. I, I totally get it. So I, I don't know. I would love to hear if you if you're listening, you're a Bears fan. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you're thinking about in terms of where do they go from here? Do they try and improve this, or, or do they let Justin Fields just let him loose and let him throw until his heart can't take it anymore? I don't know. Let's hear what Vinny has to say about Justin Fields. Um, Fields did not look good that game. It was probably his worst game as a Bear. Um, that wasn't the Cleveland Browns game from last year where that was definitely more on the coach than the player because he got obliterated and the coach didn't do anything to help him. This game was bad. There were bad throws. Uh, Trent Dilfer broke down, broke it down on 670 score, did a phenomenal job. If you haven't listened to that or watched it on YouTube, check it out. He does a great job of breaking it down. Uh, you know, it looked like on that first interception that Cole Komet kind of pulled up a little bit. I don't know what that was. Uh, again, you know, spec, I'm speculating here, so I, I don't know what the game plan, I don't know what the reads are, um, but I know if people on both sides, on you know, pro fields, and, you know, the people that are calling him a bust, he, he doesn't even have a full season of starts under him. He's got 14, 13 starts. That's not even a full season. Let's give him some time. I mean, he's going to be the start of the rest of the season, so there's no reason to to be upset and call for Trevor Simeon, as I've seen people do, it doesn't make any sense. Just let them play through it. You know, what, what the coaching staff do, what they're supposed to do and try to, you know, see what they can get out of him, see if they can get him moving along, see if they can see what he needs to be seeing out there. Cause clearly it's not happening. But at the same time, the people on the other side of the ball that are pro fields are saying that, Oh, he, he looks upset. He needs to, maybe you should talk with a sports psychiatrist. I, I mean, he had a bad day. Everybody has bad days. You know, he's a young quarterback. He's going to have clunkers. I, I don't get that, you know, people are overly concerned about him. I think he's going to be fine. If he's if he's going to be a quarterback in the NFL, he needs to learn how to bounce back. And he, he appears to do that from time to time when he has an interception. He, you know, comes back out. And he doesn't look super timid to throw the ball. I mean, this past game, he threw two interceptions. So, I mean, it didn't stop him from making bad, bad plays and throwing the ball out there when he needed to. Uh, so I, I think he's going to be fine. Uh, let's just see. I don't think there's any reason to be concerned. I don't think there's anything to, to to be upset about or worried about. It's three games in a new system into a new season. 
let's see, you know, if, you know, 12 games in, you know, at the end of the last quarter of the season, he's still doing this, then yeah, maybe there's room for concern, but he's still going to finish out the season. And then, you know, going into the draft, that's going to be for the, you know, Ryan Poles and uh, Maddie refuse to decide. It's, you know, us as fans, I don't think we need to be panicking or being concerned about Justin Fields at this moment, three games into the season. But who am I? I don't know what I'm talking about most of the time. So I'll leave you with that, Justin. All right. Thank you, Vinny. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, I was listening to the 670 The Score here in Chicago, and they had Trent Dilfer on like Vinny referenced, and I believe it was Trent Dilfer maybe last week, if not this week. He said to get a good idea of what you have in a quarterback from college, you need 30 to 36 games. So realistically, Justin Fields is nowhere near that. I think he'll be in like the upper 20s if he plays every game this season. And then you look and see how he's improved next season, especially if he actually has some weapons to throw to. Uh, I would like to see Luke Getze let him kind of unleash his arm a little bit more. But I also, like I said, I understand if if the running is working and they want to win, they're going to dial him back a little bit. But, I mean, come on, 8 for 17 for like 106 yards? <sighs> um, we'll see. It's It's going to be a long season of ups and downs. You know, I think every week Bears fans are going to live and die by how they do, but I just would caution to to dive into that so deeply because this season is already a wash. We knew that before the season even started. So enjoy having something to do on Sunday afternoons and watch the game, but they're not going to the playoffs. They're not winning the wild card. It's just a growing season. So if Justin Fields starts to improve, then it was a success. If he doesn't, then you got to start to worry a little bit, but you also have to have the caveat that he doesn't have a good team around him. Darnell Mooney, they're not even throwing to, it seems like. Cole Komet, I don't know if he's a bust from Ryan Pace. He's good at blocking. Had two or three catches last game, which was like half of the completed passes. So I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. The Bears play the Giants this week. Uh, I have no idea how that's going to go. I could see them losing. I know. I think it's Brian Dable as their coach. He's going to get uh, their quarterback killed. But uh, another perfect example. If he wants to win, doesn't care what the quarterback situation is. But the Bears are kind of stuck in a middle in-between ground there. So I will leave you with that. That's all we got. We have, we've had plenty of stuff there. Um, again, if you're listening to this part, feel free. I know we flip-flopped the whatever segment in the front beginning this time. We'll go back to our normal way next week. I'm hoping Vinny might be back next week. I don't know. Greg might be back next week. I don't know. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Otherwise, you'll be stuck with me again because I'll be honest, I have nothing better to do on a Thursday night. So here we go. Um, thank you for joining us. Let me run through the ways you can contact the show if you would like to do so while the outro music starts. Uh, all right. So first of all, like I said, this has been episode 71 of Baseball and Whatever. If you'd like to comment on YouTube, like, share, and subscribe, youtube.com slash baseball, whatever. You can text us at 1-913-808-3278. That number again is 1-913-808-FARTS. Don't forget to tweet us. We are rapidly approaching 1,000 followers on Twitter. That is where most of our content is in terms of the way we reach out to people. At Baseball and What, follow us on Twitter. Email the show at baseballandwhatever.gmail.com. And, of course, listen to your podcast app of choice, whether it's Apple, Spotify, Google, Spreaker, Anchor, Amazon Music, or iHeartRadio. And I'm sure there's even more in there that I can't think of right now. We are on all of those. So tell your friends. Write us a review on on Apple Music or on Spotify. We would appreciate it. And we will see you next week for more 
baseball and whatever. Have fun. Have a great weekend. Stay safe. See you next time. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Do you suffer from chronic hip, knee, or shoulder pain? Avoid drug dependency and surgery with Downtown's Healthcare in Denver. Downtown's Healthcare offers regenerative therapies that stimulate the body's self-healing process. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 